Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who never forgets his drink for Beer with Geeks. It's Frank. How are you today? <laughs> oh, you're that good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> doing great. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. I just realized that we started this episode and I did not get myself a drink. Um oh. which is what made me th- me think of that. And so while I roll myself away from my desk, yes. tell everybody in which I guess I'll just listen to later. What are you drinking? <laughs> well, uh it's a shame that Tim's not gonna hear this because uh I am drinking uh a beer from the Allagash brewery in portland maine um one of my favorites uh but this is this is one that i think i think i've had before i'm gonna open it now i think i've had it before it is their curio uh belgian style golden ale aged in bourbon barrels and tim came back just in time to hear me say aged in bourbon i I did hear golden ale um coming like very (laughs) faintly out of my headphones yeah, it's the Allagash Curio uh, Belgian style golden ale, and it is. Uh, I, I think I've had it once before, uh, maybe a long time ago. Uh, my, my wife Marissa uh, spotted it uh, at, at, a, at a store and, and just picked it up because she knew I would want to try it. Did she see Curio? And we, she was oh. like, "Frank Curio? No, wait, no. Oh, no, wait, no. You should try this anyway." <laughs> Oh, this is so good. Oh, my God. 10.2%. Wow. <laughs> Do not drive after having one of these. No. Uh, oh, it's so good. It is mm, It is everything I love about a Belgian. It has that, it has that, those, like, floral notes uh, yes. on, on the, oh, mm. it's so good. I yeah. wish I had one of those. I, I so rarely pick up the beer that you drink because, mostly because I forget. Um, but Allagash is great, and yeah, I I am very tempted to go and get some of that. Oh yes, very much so. Um, I oh, yes. am drinking something that is a higher alcohol content than you, um, and that's because I am drinking a Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey. Their yeah. original recipe. It's very good. I had every intention of getting more beer, um, and then uh, you know, life happened, and I didn't get to the store. So, uh, you know. You gotta take dadhood. The, yeah, you gotta take the good with the bad. That's the facts of life. Yeah. Facts of life. You know what it is? A no fact, kidding, though, Frank. A fact is that Star Wars Celebration 2023 happened this past weekend. We are here to talk about some of the biggest reveals, the announcements, the things that we are excited for, the things that we are not excited for, and all in between. I. I was not expecting this Star Wars celebration to be as eventful as it turned out to be. 
No, right? I was like, oh, yeah, Star Wars Celebration. And all of a sudden, I'm getting news updates about new Star Wars movies and trailers like, for these shows. And, you know, like, maybe I should. Obviously, there'd be a trailer for a show. But, like, I just sure. wasn't thinking about it. I, I wasn't thinking about it. I was, like, kind of ba- barely remembering that it was even going to happen this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like typically the the Star Wars Celebrations that happen outside the United States don't tend to be a year when they have a big tentpole announcement. They tend to do those at the ones in Anaheim or Orlando or, you know, the U S based ones. And they were, I mean, this was in London this year and they swung for the fences with a bunch of big announcements. Um, Well, we should dive in and start talking about them, but I, I just couldn't believe how much there was to share and how much like, how many new major projects were announced? I agree. Well, let's start with I arguably the first big major project that I don't think that many of us actually saw coming is that Daisy Ridley is back for a new movie um, set 15 years after the rise of Skywalker. Uh, it is said that this will be her uh, directed by Charmaine Obage Noy, uh, who directed episodes of Miss Marvel mm-hmm. uh, for Disney Plus. And that the movie will be set in a Jedi Academy with, quote, Jedi Master Rey attempting to rebuild the Jedi Order like Luke Skywalker did before her. Academy. Sounds very much like it has some some inspiration from the new Jedi Order uh, novels. So it's so interesting that you said that, Frank, because uh, Kathleen Kennedy did a uh, an interview with IGN where she yes. kind of elucidated a little bit more yes. on this announcement. And she said I, I heard some clips from this interview. Oh, OK. Yeah. So she said that, like, she actually did say taking inspiration from the books. Yes. Um, which I was like, which was wild to me. Um, taking inspira- mm-hmm. inspiration from the books. Um, uh, 15 years later, there was story tell. This has been in the works for quite some time. Uh, and that there's actually a uh, – they're expecting the script to be completed within a month to two months. Um, and so I think they felt confident to actually announce this, unlike some other projects that they've announced in the past yes. that never have gone – that have not gone anywhere. Look at you, Patty Jenkins. Yes. Yeah. Although she did say that the the Rogue Squadron is still a possibility even without – Jenkins. It's one that they talk about, so they talk about it a lot. It comes up a lot. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I, but you know, um, uh, so um, so this is truthfully, I'm very excited about this because I like Ray as a character, and I thought she got shortchanged in a big way. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think we've already talked about how just if if they had had a plan for a whole trilogy going into it, they would have things might have turned out much differently um i i don't think i hate the prequel trilogy as much as a uh, sequel trilogy as much as a lot of fans no, do but I, no, no, but, no. but I, I did find a it, lot of it yeah it just it didn't deliver in all the ways that, that we might have hoped because it wasn't planned out in advance i thought that daisy ridley was a like shining star in in that trilogy and wasn't always given the best stuff to work with i think in the force awakens it like she was absolutely like mm-hmm. radiant um and i i figured this would happen sooner sooner or later i thought it would be another 10 years or so before that would happen i thought they were going to let things sort of settle and cool and and then sort of come back 
when, when the nostalgia factor was there for the sequel sure. trilogy. Mm-hmm. But um, but I don't mind that they're that they they have a, a plan in place. I agree, and I I had thought of it that way, but I I also thought of it this way in that the Disney monster, uh, the corporation itself, has invested a lot of money in yes. the sequel era aesthetic. In you know the Star Wars in land parks. and parks yep. and toys and and all this different stuff, and so it it is to their benefit financially to make good on the stuff they've already created instead yep. of waiting instead of waiting it out instead of going backwards. Um, Absolutely, that's that's I yes, I think you're spot on with that. I think they also like they purchased Lucasfilm to make movies, and correct. and like Disney Plus then came along, and and this a lot of Star Wars properties happen to be a very good fit for Disney Plus, but they purchased Lucasfilm to make movies. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy is is a legendary movie producer, like th- that is why she is there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some rumors suggesting that. Uh, Bob Iger being back uh, as CEO of Disney kind of gave her an ultimatum that like she needs to start producing big screen features uh, or she's out. Mm, I I can see how that rumor could have some merit, but if these were, these projects clearly have been in the work before Bob Iger returned. And so it maybe they were a little bit more fast tracked or that there was more pressure on them. But obviously, but I still think these were these were things that they were happening before Bob Iger returned. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Um, What uh, the one last thing on this is that I well, two things um, for Daisy Ridley, who like when, you know, Rise of Skywalker was over, she was pretty much like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm over it. But her career did not take off from Star Wars. She's yeah. done some projects. And, of course, maybe to her own choice, you know, like maybe a little bit more choosy about what to do and whatever else. But I think for her to have a a so-so experience as a character, not necessarily as an actress, not that she was mistreated or anything like that, but just so much that, like, you know, her character wasn't, um, you know, maybe – served uh as well as it could have been by as she could have been by the end this is um mutually beneficial to her as an actress working actor wants to work um and to lucasfilm um i announced i shared this announcement with a few friends of mine and one of them said oh so they're giving her the storyline they should have given luke in the first place it's kind of true, yeah. And I said, yeah, that's probably true, but you know what? That bed has been made. Yes, and exactly. There's really nothing I can do about it. And it's not that Luke doesn't rebuild the Jedi Order; he does. We just don't see it. Like, yeah, we see it yeah. destroyed on the in between. But like, like the Mandalorian is like giving us hints at these things, and like some comics have like given it, like shown different things. It's just that it doesn't last the way that he does it. And so I'm curious to have that in place, like what is being done, like what is Ray going to do differently? You know, because uh, yep. somebody asked about Force Ghosts and Luke mm-hmm. and everything. And she said, well, I don't know if we're going to focus on that, um, but certainly the spirit of what Luke taught her will be alive. Yeah, And what Luke taught her <clears throat> is that the Jedi Order had to end, you know, the dogmatic approach. And so I will, I, um, because despite what, Everybody says, almost everybody says, I think that 
Ryan, we've talked about this ad nauseum, so I won't go into it a huge but. But like sure. Ryan Johnson's take on the Jedi Order is correct. It is Luke. It, it is Lucas. It was what Lucas was trying to say in the prequels. Like they got so wrapped up in the politics of everything that they couldn't they couldn't see what was clearly in front of their face. Right. Um, and so, and then Luke ended up doing basically the same thing because he had, you know, he was still a little too attached to what they had to offer. So I'm just curious that like, what will become of that, um, as a storytelling possibility. Uh, next up, Dave Filoni is going to direct a new star Wars film that will culminate, uh, the, um, uh, the Mandoverse or the Disney plus shows. At least Ahsoka and Mandalorian juries out on skeleton crew. I have said for years that I really wanted to see Dave Filoni direct a Star Wars feature film. And I felt like pairing him with Jon Favreau to do The Mandalorian I felt, and, and letting him direct some episodes of The Mandalorian. And I felt like that was sort of Lucasfilm giving him like the training wheels right to like totally you've you you you're you're an expert storyteller already let's get you versed in live action mm -hmm. right and then maybe the next step could be feature film and it's happening and i could not be more excited about this and i really hope i really hope that dave filoni ends up like running lucasfilm one day or or at least having a very senior position there where he is basically like the story guy, you know, because I feel like he has the best <laughs> of, of any one person. I feel like he has the best like finger on the pulse of like what feels like Star Wars and what doesn't really. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about that the other day before we recorded this. And I think that he's such a creative force that sticking him behind a desk as the head of like a particular like studio is not exactly where he belongs like I senior position, yes, but I think that mm -hmm. he they're obviously paying attention to what he's selling, right? Yes. You know, between the Mandalorian and then branching into Ahsoka and then Skeleton Crew and like Bad Batch and like he's got his fingers on all of these things. Um, and so I, like you, am just so thrilled that they're kind of giving him, you know, this to do. Um, yeah, yeah, especially after the. Ahsoka teaser, which we'll talk about in a bit, because by goodness, does that look just like the Clone Wars brought oh, to life? Gosh. Yeah, um, it looks like, uh, yeah, and, and it, the Clone Wars and and, and Rebels, uh, Rebels and, yeah, like actually Rebels next... particularly, like that opening shot. We'll talk about it. Let's talk about it yeah. right now. Who cares? Um, might like, well. yeah, might as well. that opening shot of the teaser is just Rebels, like yeah. the color palette. And the 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 ratio, like all like the depth of focus where the horizon, like all of it is Rebels. And that is just really exciting. And that doesn't even include that some of the cast of Rebels are making their way into live action. I know. Right. So like we've already seen this is a slight spoiler for the Mandalorian, but we've seen a Zeb cameo uh, in the Mandalorian. And uh, we have uh, Harris and Dula joining mm -hmm. us. Um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, Star Wars connection. She is the wife of Ewan McGregor. Yes. Um, and so when we have Sabine Wren uh, also um, also joining us in our Star Wars adventuring, you know, chopper, you know. Yes. Yeah. Love, love to see these characters coming to coming to live action. Um, 
we got an Ezra um, hologram. Yes, um, we got an. Yep, there was an Ezra Ezra hologram. Do you know David Tennant is also in the show? Yes, yeah. that's. I'm so psyched. Yeah. He is the droid teacher Hu Young in the series. Um, and uh, speaking, continuing with the Rebels, but also the expanded universe, Lars Milkinson is uh, reprising his role as Grand Admiral Thrawn from Star Wars Rebels. Yes. Um, brother of Matt Milkinson. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, who also would have that's made right. a great uh, um, sure. um, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn um, yeah. I'm just very excited about this whole thing. I just think it looks absolutely spectacular. I'm so excited. Um, there's... They actually said the phrase heir to the empire. Like, it's happening. Right. I know. Actually, so I, I read a thing that Dave Filoni contacted um, oh, Timothy Zahn. Uh, uh-huh. to be like, let's talk Thrawn because we have to get this right. Like, this is this one of those characters that it, it the love of Thrawn goes far beyond like a small fan base or, you know, just a little books or whatever. You're talking about Rebels fans. You're talking about original trilogy fans, expanded universe fans. Like, they're everywhere. Um, And so I like that's, you know, Filoni style, like, you know. Yeah. So let's get you in on this. So I love that. Um, uh, Also, um, Ray Stevenson, who did not know was going to be in the show, is uh, one of the villains of the show to lightsaber wielding dark ish Jedi. Mm-hmm. So did you notice that their lightsabers were slightly different, uh, like a different shade of red? I didn't really pick up on that. That's yeah, so, interesting. Yeah. So something about it, I was like, I could not, I was like, I was like, that looks cool, but it, it's different. It's, it's, I can't quite put my finger on it. And then I saw that Dave Filoni was like, yeah, it's actually kind of orange. And there's a reason for that. Ooh. And I was like, Oh, because now you've got, not quite Sith versus not quite Jedi yeah. Ahsoka, right? Because she left the Jedi Order. She's not really a Jedi, so to speak, you know, right? Sure. And so, you know, she's – so you have different types of Force wielders against each other, right? Not fully Sith, not fully Jedi, something in between. So you have white sabers versus orange sabers and, like, all the stuff. Like, how very exciting. How very exciting indeed. Oh, so, so exciting. I, you know, 15 years ago, I would not have thought I'd be this excited for a live action Ahsoka series. Like when I saw her first appearance in the Clone Wars movie, I would not have guessed that I'd be this excited no for, for an Ahsoka kidding. movie uh, series. But oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And yeah. then to come back to the Dave Filoni film, um, it seems like everything that happens in you know in this series everything that that the Mandalorian has been leading up to book of boba fett all that stuff um is is going to calm even uh, i mean we saw um we saw uh uh, uh mon mothma uh mm-hmm. in, in in that trailer so, so there's an andor connection too like um i i'm just like all of this stuff that we've been seeing on these on these disney series um is coming to a head in 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 this film uh, that uh, that uh, uh, our friend Filoni is going to be is going to be directing. And I'm just like, like I said, I've been I've been excited at, at the idea of him possibly directing something one day. And now it's happening. And and the material that he has to work with, all this stuff that's leading up to it. 
oh, I'm so excited, like, for him as somebody who's followed him for a long time and excited as a fan. And I guess I just hope that they that they are able to maintain that, like, mass appeal and that it's not the kind of thing where, oh, if you don't watch, you know, 15 seasons of, of Disney Plus shows, uh, you're not going to know what's going on. I hope they can sort of thread the needle. Because to your point, it appeals to so many different Star Wars fans of so many generations. Um, I hope that it has that like sort of mass appeal that you can be like, yeah, I've seen a Star Wars movie before and like come in off the street and still enjoy it. I truthfully, I think it will. That's like my take. I on think it. it will. Yeah. I think I, it will. I think that too much is riding on it not to go in that direction. You know, but I mean, like, that's kind of like a Marvel movie. I mean, like, you walk into pretty much anyone and kind of figure out what's happening. Exactly. But... Exactly. Which is which is why I'm optimistic, because I, I think they they know how to do that. Yeah. Um, last of the, the new movies announced, James Mangold, fresh off of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which, by the way, new trailer, looks yes. great. Yes. Like, so fun. So excited. Um, I love that an indie trailer drops Star Wars Celebration because it's not really Star Wars Celebration. It's really Lucasfilm Celebration. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they can't call us that because it's not right. as fun. Yeah. What are you celebrating? Indiana Jones and Willow getting canceled? <laughs> like, you know, like, what do you, what do you got? So, right. right. Um, so, uh, so um, my dial of destiny is just in my brain now. But um, he's coming in to direct uh, an episode, Dawn of the Je- or uh, a movie, Dawn of the Jedi, about the first Force users. First original Force-sensitive people learning about the Force. Very exciting. He called it his his intention to do the Ten Commandments with Star Wars. I love this idea of, like, an epic. Me too. Like, like a true scale. mythical epic in, like, a yeah. way that all Star Wars is myth. But you're going real myth. You're going big myth. And I just think that's so fun. I hope there's a, as much posing in this one as there is in the <laughs> Ten Commandments. I'm interested to see this. This this has potential to be very um, to sort of appeal to the Lord of the Rings fans, so to speak. More of the mystical um, and fantasy elements of Star Wars. If we're mm-hmm. talking about the earliest Force users, yep. Um, like what does the galaxy look like? Then right. I mean, I, I mean, I read the book, so it's not like. But even that's not discovering the force for the first time they already know yeah. about the force right like, this is even further back it's very Did exciting 20,000 years or something before i'm not sure yeah something, that's it's some crazy before like, long long certainly. long time ago in the mm-hmm. galaxy far far away um so so it's it, it'll be very interesting to see what they do with it um i feel like of the three projects this might be the one that has we joked before about projects that didn't actually end up happening sure. in Star Wars that were announced. That didn't have, this might be the one that has the most potential to get axed. I don't think it will, but of the three, if I had to bet on one getting axed, this would be the one. Well, there's already been um, – technically, this was already kind of announced. It was speculated that this was going to be Taika Waititi's movie. Um I thought this was more. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yes, sorry. I was getting confused. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so not that this was, not that it was axed or changed hands, but I I read today that it looks like his Akira movie is actually moving forward. Um, oh. And so, like, he might be off doing Akira 
And then so James Mangold has come in to kind of, you I know, see. work on this. But also, like, uh, it, Thor Love and Thunder was not particularly loved. And yeah. so I, which, I mean, maybe unfairly because I liked it. But, you know, Me too. whatever. Me too. But um, uh, I think that probably has something to do with it. I would guess you're right. I, as far as I know, they, they maybe it was one of the IGN interviews. I don't remember. But... Kathleen Kennedy sort of said, like, no, it's still, you know, he's he's just, yeah, he's working on other projects right now, but he's still, you know, we want we want to do it. And same for Ryan Johnson. Like, he's working on other projects. He's doing his his other stuff. But, you know, we still have, have we hope to work with him on his idea. I was getting confused um, when you mentioned Taika because I think the Ray film started out as the Damon Lindelof project that oh, he walked away from. Interesting. And and it sounds like he came up with this story, and at some point someone said, "What if it was Ray? Like, what if the main character was not he? Want he wanted to do it about a different character, a new character? And at some point someone said this should be Ray. And once they decided to go in that direction, Lindelof said, "Okay, um, if you're going to do it with Ray, that's not really my project anymore. So I'm I'm out. But you know, go go ahead and, and do it. Uh... Um, so I think that's." people have sort of pieced that together based on things like that timelines from like social media and stuff. It kind of looks like when, when he stopped talking about it was around the time that Daisy Ridley started posting stuff of her being back at Lucasfilm headquarters and stuff. Gotcha. And gotcha. Uh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Well, how all, how all very, very interesting. Um, I would like to, it's in a lot. And so I would like, like, I love comprehensive, like, behind the scenes yes or whatever i would love to see the like history of lucasfilm from this era like yeah who, same yeah same like in like five or ten years like maybe after after kathleen kennedy retires or whatever like i would love to see a a good like book that tells the history of like her era mm -hmm. of running mm -hmm. lucasfilm because it's uh sounds like there's there's been a lot i mean there's definitely definitely been a lot of turmoil and a lot of you know stops and starts for projects and people coming and going from projects and i would love to know what what all was going on behind the scenes and hopefully in a few years we'll know i'm sure we will you know these things always come out i um, have a way of coming out yeah yeah um nothing really from the mandalorian uh except that the season's been real fun uh but obviously we're in the middle of it during celebrations there's not much to talk about um yeah. and i'm actually an episode behind are you as we speak yes oh although i know i know about people who have guest starred let me put it that way got it on the most recent episode but um but i don't i have not seen it yet gotcha um next up is the acolyte which has already been has been announced it, it had been out for a while it yes. is the yeah. it is set during the high republic era of uh of the um of the star wars universe so it's like anywhere between 150 to 200 years before the phantom menace uh and so when you know Jedi or Jedi and you know all that kind of stuff and uh this is Leslie Headland's um um show she did Russian doll was it Russian doll Yeah Russian doll yeah mm -hmm. uh, on Netflix uh and so uh excellent she, show by the way Yeah 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 um she describes this as Frozen meets Kill Bill which is a wild combination if there ever yeah. was one If I had to guess it's about somebody suppressing their powers the frozen aspect maybe a sibling 
trying to help them, not understanding whatever else, but also maybe a dyad, perhaps. Ooh, how interesting! That would be so fun. Um, I like when things get reused in Star Wars, so they don't feel like that was that thing we made up with that one time. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so um, Hedlund noted the series will focus on the dark side of the Force at a time when it was at its weakest. This is when the bad guys are outnumbered. Hedlund said they are the underdog. Um, so interesting. Um, Amanda, uh, Amanda Stenberg, Lee Young Jae, um, Manny Jaquito, Daphne Keen, Charlie Barnett, Jody Turner Smith. There's a lot of people in here. Um, and uh, Junus Sutwao is uh, is back. Um, yeah, he normally plays Chewy, but he Chewy. gets to be a Jedi mm-hmm. this time. Yeah, very cool. Uh, and Carrie Ann Moss was uh, who was in it was shown utilizing her Force powers. And cool, one cool. of the actresses, I don't know who it is, is playing a character. So there was a, there's a, in the High Republic books, there's a, a Jedi who was made a Jedi Knight just when she was like a teenager. Like she like surpassed all her classes, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She's like 12 or 13 and she's already a Jedi Knight. And one of in that character is in this show as an adult, um, which is very cool. Um, again, I like it when things come together like this. Um so, uh, um, it looks like Lee will star as Jedi Master alongside Kelnaka, the first ever live action Woody Jedi, who will be played by Sutamo, the actor behind Chewie. So cool. he's not just playing a Jedi, he's playing a Wookiee Jedi, which is very fun. Um, I was excited about this when they announced it the first time. So I, they're filming now. So I'm glad that it like is going forward. Um, Andor got some stuff. Obviously, they're doing a second season that they're still filming right now. So we're looking at a release date of August 2024. Um, Is the second season going to be the final? Because I know initially yeah, there was talk just, of a third. Just two. But they now decided it's just two. to combine, even before one came out, they decided to combine one and uh, like two. Two and three. Two and three together. And it's same idea where like, I think it's like every three episodes is a contained arc. But there's going to be time jumps between every arc, so you so you basically catch up to Rogue One um, through the second season. Sure, um, and I'm very excited about this. I loved Andor; it was so good. Tony mm-hmm, Gilroy mm-hmm. really came in strong, and I'm excited to see more of this. We should also say that Ahsoka is coming out this summer. We did not say that it's coming out in August. Yes, yes, August, Augustus, Augustus Group, Augustus, an August Group. occasion, indeed. Uh, speaking of Augustication, um, the skeleton, we finally know a little bit about Skeleton Crew, which is one yeah. that's filming now, starring Jude Law. Where did that come from? Uh, probably right. announced already, but it's Jude Law helps introduce the kids of Star Wars Skeleton Crew, um, directed by John Watts of uh, the Spider-Man, the Marvel Spider-Man trilogy fame, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. set in the same time frame as Ahsoka and the Mandalorian. A young group of adventurers will attempt to find their way back home after getting lost in a wide galaxy, uh, and it's more dangerous than you think, says Filoni. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is back to direct one of these episodes. Yes. A snippet of the show showed Law playing a Jedi who showed off his connection to the Force by floating a key in his hand. Well, how about that? Jude Law, Jedi Knight. Uh, I'm... I'm... This is interesting to me. I, I mean, we don't know a lot about it still, but no, they said it's basically the Goonies. Yeah, that's uh, right, and and that's that's a very interesting concept to me. Goonies in, in Star Wars, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like it. Done. Obviously, it's not yeah. going to be for our age group. I think that's what is something to no. take away from this. But I don't. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. That I it's don't not either, for us. especially with the people they have. You know, John Watts being creator and and directing episodes in Bryce Dallas Hour. I wonder if this will be the kind of thing that is, yes, it is aimed at kids, but there's stuff for the adults who are watching it with the kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I Even Law says, he says, I was six years old when this galaxy, this world gripped me, blew my mind, and I feel like I've been in preparation ever since, said Law. It was, it was a breeze. It was a total pleasure. It was a dream come true. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I just... Uh, Star Wars, George Lucas always says Star Wars is for kids. Like, hate to bring yeah. it to everybody. Star Wars is really for kids. So um, so I'm glad that they're kind of, they are leaning into that. Star Wars is for kids. And we should all treat it, we should all treat it as such. Yep. And it's on track for this year. So. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, things, the- yeah. Things that uh, maybe we are less excited about, but are worth mentioning for those that are excited about them. The third phase of the High Republic books um, is coming in the fall 2023, Trials of the Jedi. Um, truthfully, the first phase was okay. I couldn't really, it was like, it was, it, I floated in and out of it. Um, like, I thought, I think the idea is good and strong, but I'm, I have a hard time, I'm having a harder time connecting to it than I really would like to. In the second phase, they are going, um, they're going the Lucas route and doing prequels um, set 150 years before these events and they're going back to the their present day um bad batch will be back for a third and final season um which is fine i guess um i don't i kind of fell off watching the second season Uh, yeah me too yeah there are a few episodes where i'm like i'm glad i watched that because it fills in gaps that i want to know about okay like the you know like where do the clones leave and the true stormtroopers come in and like how does that transition work? And I prefer those episodes just because, but I don't really have a, a, a connection to the Bad Batch pretty much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so there is that. And finally, Star Wars Visions Volume Two released its trailer. Instead of doing just anime, uh, it is contributions from anim- um, animation studios from around the world. And by gosh, does it look good? Oh, it looks so good. Uh, season one or volume one kind of surpassed my expectations. I didn't think much of it, but really, really enjoyed it um, in, in the end. And enough that I'm like, yeah, I'll, absolutely, I'll watch a volume two. And I love that they've expanded the scope. And it's like animation studios from Spain and Ireland, Chile, the UK, South Korea, France, India, Japan, South Africa, like every continent except basically for North America and Australia. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we got all those already. So exactly. Um, yeah. I am excited for um, Ardman to make one of the, the, the stop motion studio behind Wallace and Gromit. Um, yes. And I, I, yeah, you know, what I'm going to say that Wedge and Tilly's is in their episode played by Dennis Lawson. I didn't know that. That's so fun. Yeah. They said, I think he said, I have more lines in this than I've ever had in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Good for him. Yep. Good for Dennis Lawson. Yeah. That's very exciting. And like, they're going all over. There's Darth Bane in the, in the entrance. Uh-huh. I think that's who uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. And so it's just very fun. And I think 
this phase seems to be like, okay, we've recaptured you with the Mandalorian and you've hung through Boba Fett. Um, and you know, <laughs> whatever else, you know, that we know what star Wars is now. Like we, you know what I mean? Like we, we get it. So here's, um, here's for you, the fans like that have actually stuck with it. Here's some here's a, a rewards, not the right word, but like they're leaning into like, they're leaning into stuff that they try to ignore. Um, and like, mm, mm-hmm. you, you know, and I, I think that it's, it is to their benefit to, um, reintroduce that kind of that material for a new audience. Yeah. I mean, heck even they're like, re- re- they're re-releasing the legends books, like reprinting them, you know, uh, in oh, a, that's yeah, cool. in a bigger, that. in a bigger format. So they can technically be New York times bestsellers because mass market paperbacks can't be New York times bestsellers, but bigger floppies can be um so like you know they're really bigger releasing uh, yeah they're releasing rogue squadron and like all these like lauded expanded universe or legends um stories so like good on all of them like that's you know how it that's how it should have been from the start but you know what i'm excited about all of these um there was stuff about uh, star wars jedi survivor um, but seeing as I don't have a PS5, I am just basically ignoring sure. it, so I don't cry. Yeah, same. Yeah, um, because the first one great. The first game was great, and I would love to play more. But alas, alas for you, lawyers and Pharisees, there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> wow. So Good thanks. Um, but I think that's all we have time to talk about today. Frank, is there anything you'd like to add? Uh, just that folks can find us at beerwithgeeks.com. You can support us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Uh, you can rate and review us and subscribe in uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and uh, you can uh, you can email us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. Very good. Um, Frank, it is a pleasure to talk Star Wars with you, as always. I'm excited to watch these movies with you from afar, probably. And to, I just thought that we're going to see more BB-8. I just that didn't occur to me until mm. right now. How exciting! Um, and so I hope all that is very true. And I, uh, I freaking love Star Wars so much, Frank. Just like I love you. So until next time, cheers! Cheers! May the cheers be with you.